Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of your favourite podcast, Here Make This. If you sit around on the piss shit-talking stupid ideas with your mates, then this is the podcast for you. Each week we discuss, debate, and critique unique ideas for products, services, movies, and TV shows, from the downright absurd to the mildly plausible. Each episode we sketch our ideas and discuss their merits whilst attempting to justify why someone else should create them. My name is Matthew Larko Larkin, and with me as always is Andrew Jackers Jackman. If you want to join in on the fun, you'll find all the sketches for the episode and others on social media at Here Make This. Welcome, Jackers. Hey, mate. How are you, buddy? You're looking well, more to the point. Thank you very much. You lost weight. No, probably Maybe not. Maybe it's just that it's shade a, it's of... a good shirt. <laughs> it's it's the uh, red. I've got a flanny on tonight, a little bit cold. But it's uh, it's warm in here. You look trim. Thank you, buddy. You look good. You always look good. Love it. What a, what what have you had to surmise and give a bit of a sizzle for the idea you've got tonight, Jaggers? How would you pose that? Um, I'm combining technology Ooh. with drinking. <laughs> Found a problem. Yep, we're going to solve it. Okay. I like it. You're, you're combining one subject that I know nothing about really and uh, another that I know quite a good deal about. <laughs> what um, have you got? We're getting into the world of high fashion. <laughs> Again. <laughs> You've yeah. done a lot of fashion in the last few. Yeah. Well, oh, hang on. You had the- um, The Ugg boot suit. The Ugg boot suit and the kilt, the modern day kilt. Modern day kilt. <laughs> well, what can I say, Jackers? You know, I like to dress up. <laughs> In my flanny. Now, I uh, this is this is hopefully a trendy clothing line. Cool. That I'd like to introduce. Sounds good. But before we jump in, hey, if you're new to this podcast, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> what are you doing? This is episode twenty nine, for God's sake. <laughs> Absolutely. So I guess you want to know who we are. Mm. If I were a piece of furniture, like hey, I'd be a coffee table. Functional, multi-purpose, sturdy. And reliable. Larko, you would be a lazy boy. <laughs> Soft and lazy. But if you're wanting to get through the 48-hour sit-on-your-couch-a-thon, <laughs> then that's the one to pick. <laughs> I love it. I thought you might have said if you were a bit of furniture, you'd be a glass-topped coffee table. Don Lane apparently did a poo on me one time. <laughs> Is that a true story? Yeah, again, might have to stop and Google that, allegedly. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have said his name. Um, uh, should we do a quick social media update, Jackers? Got a couple now, hang on. on. Wait, just stop one second, yep. okay? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's cool to just, you know, jump into socials. I get that, yeah. okay? I've had a little bit of feedback from the listeners, though, Larko. Have you? Would you like to know what yes, they want? Yes, I'd love to hear what they say. I have consistently heard that when we introduce the socials, we should have some kind of musical component to the introduction. Oh, it's a fantastic idea. I thought it was a good idea. Yeah. I think it's good feedback. Well, it's amazing you, might you be say able- that, Jackers, because I've actually prepared something. <laughs> I just happen to have a guitar here. Are you? Oh. People don't think it's a real guitar. Okay. It's a real guitar. So for all the complainers. That's me. Here we go. Let's check the socials, let's check the socials, let's check the socials. 
There we go. What do you think of that, Jackers? Bad, catchy, but annoying. It sounds like something that um, pretentious college students would listen to. <laughs> something. Oh, it's just something about the song. Fair enough. What do you got? Okay. Pensioner Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Fairly um, uh, controversial one that we had uh, a couple of weeks ago with the beautiful uh, Kesler joined us. Uh, Vicky, once again, a constant contributor to the show. Love Vic. She's, uh, she's awesome, always very positive. LOL. I totally watch this. Old people can be brutal. Just a suggestion on a game you could play with them is a Russian roulette of dinner time. Make one of them have dinner at 7 p.m. instead of 4 p.m. or 5. <laughs> That's <laughs> that brilliant. Is brilliant. Thank you, Vicky. This is exciting, Jackers, this next one, because it is an international listener to hear make this. It is Michael from Denmark. Denmark? Yep. We're international, baby. International, I feel like baby. we should high five. Yeah, let's do it for realsies. Boom. Um he is talking, he's catching up on here, mate, this. So he's talking about the stripper tap and go jackets. Mm-hmm. One of your very early classic ideas with one of the best drawings you've ever done too, by the way. Uh, he has said, a little anecdote which you guys lap up from the third episode, exotic dancer, stripper, tap and go. I had to help write a letter to an American woman and assure her that the establishment I worked in was actually a restaurant and not a gentleman's club because it's called Pussy's Galore Flying Circus. (laughs) (laughs) So he worked at this restaurant. That's right. And it showed up on her husband's credit card (laughs) statement and she immediately assumed (laughs) that he was going to a stripper's. Because the word pussy was involved. <laughs> so there you go. And a, 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 a fantastic anecdote. Oh, thank uh, you, Michael. From thank Denmark, you very much, our Michael. First from, international listener. From bloody Denmark. I'm so happy. That's great. I wanted to acknowledge uh, Andrew W. He's got a very long surname. It's very hard to pronounce, but um, lots of likes and comments. He actually commented on. Um, us having a couple of furfies because <laughs> it was a behind-the-scenes pick that I took. Ah. And uh, so a sticker is heading Andrew's way. Is Thank it, you very much. going to send us a case of furfies? Yeah, that'd be nice. Absolutely. Jeez, there's a good sponsor. And that's it for this week, Jackers. That's the socials. Thank you, mate. Yeah, there you go. Nice so song I'm, this week too. Well thank done. you very much, buddy. Appreciate that. Let's, uh, let's crack into your idea, brother. Let me ask you this, buddy. We've spent many occasions having a couple of – Beers together, we're, and we're mostly sensible. Yes. We don't get blind drunk. No. Um, certainly, if we go to the pub or whatever, we're pretty sensible mm. people. And I think we know our limits. And we've been friends for a long time, and I know you're not a dickhead when you're drunk. No. You're mostly jovial. No. Nah, you're an exaggerated version of myself. That's, uh, that's my theory of lacotivity. Yeah. The, if someone's an arsehole when they're drunk, well, they're probably an arsehole. Mm. What's the most drunk that you reckon you've ever been? Jeez. Well, it's probably um, a story that I've already told that when I went up to Queensland that time, which we don't need to get into the details, but probably an amusing story that I can talk about. And it um, was me that was absolutely bladdered, but it was also a couple of friends of ours. It was in year 12 at our high school. 
like right towards the end when we we're just about to finish and we used to have go out for drinks or go out for dinners and stuff like that right towards the end. And our geography teacher took us out to the pub for dinner. His geography the class. teacher? Yep. <laughs> right. <coughs> so he shouted us all massive plates of fried rice and we got stuck into it and then we're just drinking beers. And at some stage, somebody has said, we're going to sit at the bar and we're going to order one shot from every spirit bottle you know how they have them all lined up? Well, I don't know if they do anymore, but sometimes they're just sitting on the bar. But they used to have them all across the top of the bar with the, you know. Oh, the dispensers. With the dispenser. So the bottle was sort of upside down and they just basically stick the glass underneath. So it's like we're going to have a shot, one shot, from every single spirit that there is to drink in this pub and see if we can get through it all. So we started and it's like, righto. There's a scotch, then there's a bourbon, then there's a vodka, then there's an ouzo, then there's a rum, and and just kept going, and it was horrendous. And by the end of it, most of us ran outside and immediately vomited all of that fried rice up into the gutter out the front of the pub. Next day was a school day. (laughs) What? (laughs) Hang on. Yeah. Did you say the geography teacher took you? Yep. On a school night to the pub. I think in his mind, it was a long time ago, obviously, but I think in his mind he thought, look, most of the guys now are 18. We'll go to the pub, we'll have some food. If they have a beer or two, that's fine, whatever, and that's just a nice way of finishing the school year. Because these days that would no be considered way. a school function. That yeah. is an excursion, mm-hmm. right? A teacher There's no way they inviting do that. A, a group of year 12 students yeah. to the pub, after I assume after school it, yeah, it was during <laughs> class. It was, it was dinner time, that fried would, rice. Whoa, that would never, never happen in a million years now. He left um, thinking, oh, well, that's, that's nice. And he could probably see that it was escalating quickly and he needed to get the hell out of here and then Absolutely deny any involvement <laughs> he whatsoever. He plausible deniability <laughs> That's right. of the entire. So he wasn't there when we started doing the spirit challenge, but we got through to the end. But, yeah, the next day was brutal. We just had to turn up to school. And one of our friends, we probably shouldn't mention his name, Adam, <laughs> uh, he slept in a park overnight, <laughs> wrapped true. around a tree. I remember that story. And then had to come to school the next, the next day. day. Oh, wow. Good so that, good that's times. up there, is it? Yeah, for sure. That'll be up there. What about yourself, mate? Uh, well, I, I don't think it's – any time that I've been really, really drunk, it's never ended in a really good story that I could tell you. No, which is funny or yeah. uh, entertaining. And usually I hit my limit and I'm like, I'm out, I'm going. Mm-hmm. I very rarely get absolutely um, – got to fight through that shit, Jackers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm usually pretty sensible. But there was this one time in high school when um, I'm going to say the word allegedly and try to substitute names if I can, yep. <laughs> where allegedly mum and dad went away for the weekend. And I think- <laughs> Hang on. They allegedly went away for <laughs> they the weekend. Did. My mum and- Allegedly, someone's mum and dad <laughs> went away for the weekend. Yes. And- I was allowed to have some friends over. This is in high school, late high school. And um, we decided to have a few nips out of the 
bottles in mum and dad's liquor cabinet <laughs> and then then decided stupidly that uh, allegedly we may go for a drunken walk. And one of the people in our group remembered that someone had this stupid year 12 project or it might have been like year 11 project, but it was the year later of um, burying a kind of homemade time capsule at the high school. Right. And one of the people in our group this night when we had a couple of drinks remembered that, ah, so-and-so did this project last year and buried the time capsule at high school. I think I kind of remember where it was. And we're like, let's go. (laughs) <laughs> Let's go. What are we doing? Because our house is pretty close to the high school. Yep. Now, allegedly. let me just <laughs> – allegedly. Now, I just want to be clear here. This was not like it was some concreted in <laughs> official school time capsule at yep. all, right? It was some person's weekend homework where they got a fucking Milo tin. Yep. And people in the class put stuff in the Milo tin and then they went out and they buried it somewhere in the school grounds, okay? So I just want to be clear. Fair enough. I don't feel as though we were breaking the law allegedly. Nah, plus the statute of limitations, Jack, is surely by now. Well passed. <laughs> so we went up to the high school and there was this patch of ground near the car park. It was like a almost like a nature strip. And the person that was with us vaguely remembered, vaguely. very vaguely, it's approximately in this area, this general area. So we started digging. I, th- I think we had a shovel. I think we were smart enough to grab a shovel yeah. and took a shovel. And we started digging and, you know, it was only like a a foot down at the most, a foot down, but we didn't know exactly where a foot down it was. So we started digging and we ended up with this hole that would have been like a metre by a (laughs) metre before we actually hit the thing. And we found it. Holy shit. Like, I got it. And you've never seen four pissed teenage blokes be so excited. And we thought, no, we're going to wait till we get home. We're going to open it up. So we took it home and we opened it up and within the 12 months it had been buried, it had just leaked water. Yeah. So everything inside it was ruined. Shit. So the exercise- The old Milo tin isn't exactly, you know, (laughs) waterproof. It's not waterproof. Yeah. (laughs) So um, there ended up being a few photos and stuff that we could recognise people, but apart from that, it was pretty useless. So A, it was a fucking stupid waste of our time- and energy, but an, an, an amusing, anecd- amusing anecdote. Yes, to uh, drunken behaviour. That's that would be one of the drunkest I think I've been. But as I say, mostly pretty sensible. What's the worst you've felt post drunk? Well, that's an interesting question because as you get older, I think you know the hangovers are, are definitely worse. But um, just recently, actually, I went away with a bunch of friends. Johnny Mitchum, listen to the show. Johnny. You met the uh, the other week. He's a real person. A real person and uh, a really good person. He invited a few of the uh, likely lads away to this sort of property that he um, has a, a house on it that people can go and stay at. And uh, it was fantastic. It was just so good. Um, so that late afternoon slash evening slash night on the Friday, we gave it a good nudge. And uh, so beers... And um, 
lots of stuff going on, Jackers. It was I don't know quite how much to say really, but uh, one of the guys that's there said, "Why don't you have a boiler maker, Larko?" And I'm like, oh, "What? What's a boiler maker?" He says, "Well, it's a it's a beer, but at the same time that you're drinking the beer, you also have a sip on this tequila." So. It was a fancy, expensive bottle of tequila, the brownie-coloured one. Uh, okay. I can't remember what it's called, but it's it's quite a popular and, and good quality um, bottle of tequila. And you have a glass of that and you have, you have you know, your bottle of beer or whatever, having a sip, sip of that, sip of that, sip of that, and bah, bah, bah. And eventually it was like I was, you know, the life of the party, telling the stories, having a laugh, uh, up and about, all good. Classic Larko. And next thing, it was like I'd been hit by a fucking tranquilizer dart and I just went... And I couldn't talk. And my legs stopped holding me up and I immediately went to bed. I was in the middle of a fantastic story and I've just literally gone... I went straight to bed. They didn't fall, you just kind of stumbled. Stumble, 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 bang into bed, woke up in the middle of the night and was sick, went straight back to bed and woke up the next day and I felt so bad. I had a headache and if the bloody hangover truck could have turned up, I needed everything and I did try everything that day. I was drinking, you know, water, I was drinking Coke, I'd had Panadol, I had something to eat, all of the stuff and at at a rest Eventually, at about three o'clock in the afternoon, I finally started coming good, and I thought, "Geez, last night I did that combination, and it really, really knocked me on my ass." I've got another night tonight. I'm going to take it easy and do exactly the same thing as I did the <laughs> night before. Because did ex- all of the same stuff again, and it ended up the same as well. Well, I did stumble off to bed, but I wasn't quite as bad. Um, how about yourself, man? I'll just told a really long story. Oh, I've got nothing compared to that, <laughs> honestly. Your hangovers are pretty – but they get worse as you go. Oh, older, absolutely they? they do. And I think that's where my idea has come from this week, that as I've grown older, I've realised that it takes so much time to recover. Oh, yeah. And that's, I think, also partly why I regulate my drinking activity now because mm. I just I don't want to waste the time oh, – saving time. Yep. I don't want to waste the time – Kind of recovering yep. again. Um, but I'd still like to have the sensation of getting drunk, yep. just not the repercussions of the getting drunk. Okay. You want so here, make this the drunk chip. Oh, look at this thing. So I would like to have some kind of technology, Larko. Yep. That I'm not referring to the lab. <laughs> I'm going to try to work through this. Your joker. Yeah. <laughs> try and work this through myself. I'd like to have the technology where I can implant a chip in my neck. Whoa, hang on a second. <laughs> hang on a second. Hang on. Uh, you, you're going to get me vaccined and you want to bring in the 5G. And now I knew it. I bloody knew it, Jackers. <laughs> they were all wanting us to get microchipped. I knew it. Joe Rogan was right. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I want you to get microchipped. But here's the benefit. Here's the sell, and this is why I think it's a winner, and I think I'll get the 5G people on board. <laughs> I want a chip 
So would I, and some dip, <laughs> ideally. <laughs> that I can plug into my neck yep. and I can dial up my drunkenness. And the, the way this idea came about was partly, you know, the Matrix? Mm-hmm. That, obviously, the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Where all of the human beings are inside the, the pods and the, the machine is simulating the electrical sensations in their head yes. to make them feel and see and smell and whatever. Yeah, yeah. That I reckon you should do a chip similar to that that you can plug in and you can go boop and switch it on. Mm-hmm. And as you dial up the dial, the electrical signals in your brain simulate you being drunk. Oh. Right? Yeah. So the dial that I've got in my picture there, you kind of you, you click it into like a, like a amplifier. Yeah. Position number one. A valve amplifier. Or- <laughs> Position number one. I've had one beer. Lovely. Feeling a little. Feeling bit, good. Feeling good. Loosened up a bit. Ah, that's better. Conversation is flowing, and as you uh, at the pub, mm-hmm. you don't have to drink. You can drink water, but you can just. Clock it up to number four. There we go. I'd have had a shot of tequila now and a couple of beers. Yep. And now I'm getting a little bit obnoxious. No, <laughs> that's you. <laughs> no, it's not. <coughs> I'm a delight. Everybody knows that. Now I'm telling jokes and I've got the crowd, you know. Yeah. And as the night goes on, you can just dial it up. And when you're ready to go home, guess what? Your car's out in the car park, baby. Yeah. And you switch it off and you're sober again. You're immediately sober. You're sober immediately. Yep. No hangover. Really? No spending money on alcohol. You can still be drunk and have fun, but if you feel like you're tipping over the edge, you can either switch it off or just dial it back a little bit. All right, Jack, as my brain is going at a million miles an hour with this. That's amazing. Let me ask you a few questions. So it's a chip that's inserted. How do you imagine it will look in terms of the person being able to dial it? Like, is, is there going to be a physical thing that they're going to mm, be able maybe to- Maybe it's an app. It's an app. Yeah, that's better. You like that? Yeah, that's much better. Okay. So they control it via an app as opposed to reaching up on their neck and they've got a thing poking out of one side of their neck like fucking Frankenstein's monster and they just go, boop. Yeah, because maybe I could lean over to you and just dial you up to 11. Yep. And there we go. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, mate? Yep. Save money. Save money. So money, I mean, not whatever this thing costs, but ultimately. Unfortunately, it puts your um, hangover truck out of business. It does immediately. Mm. It's a casualty. Casualty of technology jackers like the Kmart photo printing business. Gone. Gone skis. Um, you know what I thought of? Let's flesh this out a little bit here, jackers, because we do have friends we all have people that we know. Maybe friends is the wrong word to use. We do know people that are a colossal fucking pain in the ass when they are drunk, aren't they? Well, or, I mean, I play at pubs and stuff like that, and I see these people up close all the time, obnoxious, annoying, you know, maybe inappropriate in the way that they speak, in all of that, uh, you know, menagerie of, of inappropriateness, whether it's towards other girls or maybe they get a bit violent and a bit sort of aggro, could you adjust someone else's drunkenness level? What about – I'm not sure if you'd want other people adjusting it, but what about the venue that you're in has the ability to control it? I mean, this is getting very Black Mirror now. So rather than having a 
RSA certificate, which I have, by the way. I've got an RSA, a responsible serving of alcohol certificate. Well, you're not doing a very good job. <laughs> so the, the, the barmaid or the barman um, who's got their RSA just dials you down and goes, mate, you've had enough. Yeah. I'm dialing you down. Yeah. Yeah, they get a warning. Mm. Listen, mate. Like in the same way that they would normally get kicked out by a large bouncer. And get very, very aggressive and confrontational. So maybe we would stem that a little bit. Maybe. Because you know what? If you fucking calm down, I'll turn you up again. Yeah. Or if they get kicked out, they can just walk home and just turn their drunkenness up again. Yeah. And it's no big deal. Like They go home and do it. You, you, yeah. You're not – I'm not being um, – I'm not being refused service. Mm. I can still go and get drunk. i just got to dial myself up on the walk home. Yeah, definitely. What do you reckon? The old um, alcohol industry. Fucked. Fucked. <laughs> Unless they can somehow get involved um, with uh, with these chips. Because, yeah, eventually they're uh, that's it. You wipe them out. Yeah. Jeez. It's like, who are you, Elliot Ness? <laughs> that's a very obscure reference to The Untouchables, which was about prohibition, by the way. I just had to joke-splain. Is that a thing? It's like mansplaining, <laughs> but for jokes. If you have to explain the joke, Jack, it's, it's a shit joke. It's a shit joke. But you with me? It jokes. Oh, mate, I'm. I'm. Oh, this is. I could, this is contentious, Jackets, and I'll tell you for why. Because as most people listening have probably gathered by now, I, I like a drink. I'm. I'm a part Irish descent, and I'm the son of a publican son. Do you like? The feeling of drink? Yeah, or I do. do. you like the physical act of drink? Both. Okay. Both, yeah. I, yeah. I just enjoy a drink. I, I would, I'm not a bloody, you know, I don't have a problem, but I think. You like the act of putting something in your mouth? Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, putting something to your mouth and drinking. Not, not better. <laughs> Probably exactly the same. Slurping the... No, slurping not the helping. Nature's <laughs> goodness. No, it's not helping at all. Take, taking the big... <laughs> Taking the big brown um, sipping sipping at of the teat of the teat of Mother Nature's. <laughs> I love a drink. I do. I do enjoy a drink, um, and yeah, it's uh, it's a lovely thing. I enjoy a drink with friends. I'm not sitting there. Um, anyway, I think that it's uh, it's good. So I would miss that. I would miss that part of it. But I do think it is a fantastic idea. And it addresses a lot of things. We could go on, you know, the problems with alcoholism, the problems with violence, the problems with, and not to mention, the problems with the, the hangover jackers, mm-hmm. which is very good. And for that reason, I'm only taking a slight point off you this week because of the uh, fact that I like the drinking Fair in its current enough. state. But big ass fireworks for you, my friend. Fair enough, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Matt, before we jump in, I a question came to me this week. Yeah. And it's a genuine question. Okay. At a veterinary clinic, when um, animals are brought in, mm-hmm. do you think they treat them in the same way that they treat humans at an emergency at a hospital? 
So, you know, have you ever taken your kids or yourself to emergency, yep. right? They have this concept of triage. Yep. Right? Mm. Where the person most at risk with the worst injury mm-hmm. goes first. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yep. At a veterinary clinic, when emergencies are brought in, so animals are really sick, yep. do they have triage? Because let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. A dog comes in. Yep. With a broken leg, mm-hmm. and then a budgery card comes in <laughs> with lung cancer and is about to die. Oh. Does the budgery card get triaged above the dog? Ooh. Does it matter the val the apparent value of the animal mm. to the person, like a horse? Yeah, a champion stud. Yeah, compared to a f- <laughs> frog. Does <you know, laughs> does the does the type of animal actually matter to the triage process? It's a very good question, Jackus. These I are the assume- kinds of questions that come to me quite often. <laughs> really? What do you reckon? Um, I would assume yes, but uh, based on the injury and urgency, I'm not sure that they would go, well, it's only a fucking guinea pig. <laughs> you know what I mean? We've got, we've, we've got this poor bloody Irish setter sitting here, needs immediate attention. It'll be okay, whereas this guinea pig's on its last legs, but it's a useless pet. This one's got a clear connection to the family. <laughs> That's a good point. I think you're right. I'm not sure they could triage based on the, no. the species of animal. Surely not. Yeah. Geez, you're amazing to be a vet, though, aren't you? Like, you, oh. you, one minute you got your hand up a horse's ass, and the next minute, you know, it's a, a dog that you have to, but he squeezes anal glands, and then the next thing you've got a budgery go with a broken wing, and it's fucking amazing. It is incredible, isn't when it? you think about it. It's an amazing uh, profession. It is. So what are we doing? Okay, so, Jaggers, here, make this. Um, I wanted to talk about high fashion. And coming up with a range of apparel, Jackers, that uh, will become a super-duper, huge, massive, enormous trend that'll take over and set the world on fire. You are big on your trends the last month. We've had the Ugg uh, boot suit yep. and the kilt. You like some, that? There's some percolating in that big <laughs> muscular <laughs> head of yours. Thank you very much. Um, you know what I hate, Jackers? And I'm not sure whether or not you're going to be able to fully relate to this as much because maybe you, you don't see these pictures as much as I do because it's not something that I think you would waste your beautiful brain on. Um, but celebrities, and when I, I use that word celebrities fairly loosely because I'm including, you know, your social influences and your celebrities just for the sake of being no, celebrities. What's the word that we use that Scotty introduced us to? I can't remember. Oh, celebratories. Celebratories, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So people who are famous and you kind of don't know why. Um, young Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashians and all this sort of stuff, um, as well as whether it's actresses and um, actors and um, fucking musicians or whoever. One of my big, big pet hates is when you see a young um, starlet wearing a band T-shirt because it's become fashionable for kids. I say kids, you know, 
teenagers and early 20-somethings to wear these band T-shirts of bands that I don't think they have ever listened to one fucking note that that band plays. Right. Now, I, I, I have a huge collection of, of band T-shirts, Jackers. You've got a few yourself, I know. And I will only wear a band that I like. Is that the rule? Totally. It can't be based on how cool the T-shirt looks. That's right. But that's part of my idea, Jackers. Hang so on. Let me ask it. you this, though. Okay. Do you wear Hawaiian shirts? No. Do you wear any kind of – have you in the past mm. or at any stage worn a T-shirt with the surfing catchphrases or logos on it? No, definitely not. Never? Not my cup of tea. Shit. Don't think so. I was going to shoot down your idea and just go, <laughs> boom. Yep. <laughs> okay. No, well, there you go. Stick with it. Keep going. Stick with me, Jackers. So I hate it when – they're wearing so, – and obviously you and I go to a lot of concerts and stuff like that, so we'll quite often buy the gig T-shirt. And I love that experience. It's something to remember the gig by, band that you love, and quite often you look at the T-shirt and you go, that is a cool-looking T-shirt. It ticks everything because I like the band. It reminds me of that thing, and it looks cool. Mm-hmm. Done and done. Got loads of them. Um, and movies, like I've got a couple of movie T-shirts as well. I love the movie Jaws. I've got a couple of Jaws T-shirts. I bloody love it, right? So, again, it would only be of a movie that I love, that I would walk around proudly going, yeah, I'm wearing this shirt because I fucking love that movie or that band. So I don't want to name names necessarily, but I've seen the celebrities getting around in Ramones T-shirts, really mm-hmm. popular one. The Ramones, the Sex Pistols, uh, Motley Crue is a popular one. Iron Maiden, a lot of metal bands. So there's like Iron Maiden, people wearing Iron Maiden T-shirts, Metallica T-shirts. And I'm telling you, that person who's wearing that T-shirt does not know one fucking song by any of those bands. And I've been so tempted, Jackers, because it's not just celebrities, by the way. Celebratories. Celebratories that are wearing these T-shirts. People are wearing them out in Joe Public. I see it all the time at gigs and stuff. To the point there that I've actually stopped and played a song by that band. I've, I started playing a Motley Crue song one night to sort of see if that person reacted. You know, because if they didn't react, I'm thinking, well, clearly you don't know this band and you don't know what shirt you're wearing it. You're wearing it to try and be cool and keep up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was a backfire because she did know the band and she was a big <laughs> fan. But I reckon that most of the time, <laughs> I reckon most of the time, these dickheads have no idea what fucking so your, band slash movie they're wearing. Your anecdotal evidence this week <laughs> points to the opposite. Correct. Right. Yes. Does not support your argument no, at all. I would say- And you're basing mo- your actual opinion on no fact. Most people that I have surveyed- How have you surveyed these people? Because you give me one anecdote of you. How how else are you getting this done? It's just a vibe. (laughs) It's just a feeling I get when I look at a picture of Avril Lavigne back in 2001 and she's wearing a a Ramones T-shirt. Fuck off. She has not heard one note by that band. Or at least that's the vibe that you get. That's the vibe I'm getting. They're wearing it because it's cool. Okay. So I want to challenge that to see if I can come up with a trend that because 
it becomes cool and that's where the clever marketing will come in, Jackers, and it'll be a fire festival style fucking campaign where we get all these influencers and these dickheads on the line to start wearing them and spruiking them and talking them up, probably because there'll be a bit of cash slid their way, that suddenly it'll become a trend and all of these fuckwits will be going out and buying this product, wearing them, I'll become a multi-millionaire and I'll just sit back and laugh at all these fuckwits that are wearing these things because here, it's not making much sense at the moment, but the jackers, here, make this. T-shirts of crap TV shows for the cool kids. So we think uh, of I, the I, shittest I, yep. TV shows that were ever on TV. I've thought of a couple here. And... We use those ones deliberately. And I'm not talking about shows that uh, have got some retro chic and are kind of a bit crap, but they've kind of got a little bit of coolness, like something like Knight Rider. We loved it when we were kids. So you would wear that T-shirt? I would. If I brought you that T-shirt, you yeah, would absolutely wear that. But it's yep. got some sort of um, sort of cultish uh, – what's, what's the word for it? It's a little bit um, – Geeky, yeah, and um, you know that sort of stuff. Kitsch is that the word? Kitsch. It's got a bit of kitsch quality, yeah, and that sort of stuff is popular, right? So it can't be that sort of thing, which is kitsch or retro or something. So you're like aiming that. lower than lower than that. I'm talking about shows that are universally panned and shit. So, for example, I read out a couple of the examples that I've had. This is all the kids getting out and about wearing a Hey Dad T-shirt. <laughs> God. Feel free to add any in there. That's wrong. Yep. <laughs> Going to the pub and I'm wearing my cool as shit T-shirt. Maybe I'll snap a quick photo and put myself up on the gram with my Jerry Springer T-shirt on. <laughs> I reckon I'd buy that. That would kind of be cool. There you go. It's already catching on, Jackers. Hardcore porn, as in P-A-W-N. That's a TV show that's on. It's been listed as, you know, one of the crappier reality CZ shows. Come and get it with Peter Russell Clark. Have that as a T-shirt, Jackers. Remember that show? I'd buy that one too. Yeah, but really? Yeah, I would. Well, well no, that works. Look, if people buy it because they think it's cool, that's good. But what I'd love to see is people wearing a Laguna Beach T-shirt. <laughs> now, hang on. Are they wearing them as a joke? To be ironic. Yeah, are they doing it to be ironic or do they actually think that these are good TV shows? I think that any... Uh, any purchase is a good purchase, Jackers. <laughs> you don't so care. If I don't care. So if they're buying it because they they think it's kitsch, they think it's a bit a bit of fun. Uh, people will see their shirt and laugh. Tick. I'll take their money, but I think that I want this to take off. So you got these dickheads out there wearing these terrible TV show shirts, and I'll be just on that sweet t-shirt money. For for example, we've got a buddy of ours who's got a Golden Girls T-shirt. Oh, he does too. And it's brilliant. It's great. That I was mean, a good show, It's a good show, but it's got that appeal that when you see it, you laugh and it's funny. Yep. I see the segment you're going for. Yeah, are you with me? Do you remember the TV show in our childhood, which had the unfortunate name? It was a... Uh, it was a rural TV show in Ballarat yep. produced by BTV6 with the very unfortunate name of Come On Kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. That was an actual show. Yeah, correct. So that would be perfect. 
And, you know, there'd be some sort of licensing fee that you'd have to pay to these uh, people to get the, the correct font or logo or whatever it is for the show to produce it. But I can't imagine it would be that expensive. A lot of these shows would be fucking grateful to see any money. Not a lot of residual body, you know, repeats of these shows, syndication-style jackers. I reckon there's a few shows that I would, I think I would buy the T-shirt for. Really? Named. Yeah. Well, what are some of the shittest? We we don't, we once did a top 20 um, of bad TV shows at one of our boys' weekends. Can you remember what they were? Uh, look, any show that's just gone for years and years because it appeals to the common the common man, <laughs> you and I, no, <laughs> to the lowest common denominator mm. type stuff, the stuff that a freaking monkey could understand That's right. is generally shit. Deal or no deal. Like, you, yeah. you buy a deal or no deal T-shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, yeah, th- there would be plenty of, like, just not lowbrow kind of yep. um, um, slapstick Comedy, yeah, there'd be a heap of them. There's like, heaps, like uh, the Benny Hill show. Have you ever rewatched any of that? <laughs> yes. Oh my it's god, not great. it's not great at it hasn't all. Stood up very well. Let alone the PC side of stuff. Correct. It, well, as soon as you eliminate the PC stuff, yeah, there's not much. There's going not on. much left, is there <laughs> at all? Not it's not on. smart. No. It's not smart comedy. But how long did that show go for? <laughs> yeah. Like that'd be one of your t-shirts, by the way. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Look, and and look, this there might be a lot of this stuff that already exists. You know, these crappy type uh, TV shows. But I think we need to go deep. There's no hey dad t-shirts out there at the moment, folks. I'm telling you, there's no come and get it with Peter Russell Clark t-shirts out there. What's the name of your company again? T-shirts of crap TV shows for the cool kids. But I think is we'd, there a, um, we'd work on that. Is there an acronym that goes with that? What's the acronym? T-O-C-T-V-F-T-C-K. Sorry, T-O-C-T-V-S-F-F-T-T-C-K. Toctivstick. Hey, we were playing Countdown. We'd be able to come up with a couple of really good words with these letters, just quietly. Um so it's about going deep and just – I mean, I Googled. like, Hey, Dad, and come and get it, I had off the top of my head straight away because I just thought they would be funny. And they were from my childhood. I just remember we used to watch them and far out. Um, but then I Googled, like, the worst TV shows of all time, and that's where a couple of these other ones came from. Right. The Connors. I've got the Connors on there. Do you remember yeah. the Connors? Yeah. Terrible. So that was based on – a spin-off of Roseanne. Mm-hmm. And Roseanne was a pretty good show back in the oh, day. that went for years yeah. too. I mean, it was very different at the time because, you know, you had um, the mum as the lead protagonist uh, person, if that's the right word for it, but the matriarch of the family, a really strong female character um, and, a, and an underclass um family, like working class. Yeah, it was very different. Because, you know, when you think about the family, especially the American stuff, the family sitcoms back in the day, like your different strokes and your um, family ties, they were all fairly, you know, comfortable. Yeah. Comfortable to sometimes, you know, very comfortable. I think Roseanne. (laughs) (laughs) I did it accidentally because I couldn't think of the right word. Um, Roseanne and very similar to Cheers. Yeah. The kind of- Working class. Working class, yeah. Absolutely. But that was very different for the time and and they had great writers. Norm MacDonald was a writer on Roseanne and 
And uh, anyway, so they decided to revive the series, bloody 20 years after it had been on the air, maybe more. And um, then Roseanne got into a little bit of hot water. She said a couple of things on the Twitter that were a bit uh, no good, was sacked from the show. They changed it to the Connors and had it without her. Why? I don't know. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, it was terrible. There was a show called um, Eight Simple Steps or Eight Simple Reasons for Dating My Teenage Daughter. Do you remember that show? No. Um, that might not be the right title, but it's something like that. And it had the the blonde, um, good-looking girl from The Big Bang Theory. She was in it when she was younger. Mm-hmm. Again, I think. Um and it was about the fact that, uh, you know, eight simple rules for dating my teenage daughter. She was the teenage daughter. Then the dad, who was John Ritter. John Ritter, quite a famous actor from back in the day, passed away. Mm. They continued the show without him. so And it became a very teary show because they had the dad die off in the show. Oh, but he was still given the rules. Well, it was like, well... Eight simple rules. Well, he's dead now, so there's no the rule book's out the window. Don't need that anymore, for starters. But it became really sad because it was like a thing. I was like, what are you doing? Just call it. Just call it a day. I tend just to switch off. Yeah. I don't give them enough episodes. I know. To, you know, warrant me spending my time watching it. No, you, you're a better yeah. man than I, Jackers. But I think back in the day, a lot of these shows from back in the day, though, um, there was nothing else on. You know, you literally had a choice of three channels. And, um, and yeah, it was, well, what's on next? <laughs> yeah, whatever they tell you. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. What else are you going to do? I'm assuming these are available. Are they just for kids? When you say cool kids. Yeah, you know, it's just an expression. Basic expression. Okay, yeah. it's just not for the cool kids. under 12. But, yeah. yeah you know, I like know the, what you mean. The fucking Paris Hilton's <laughs> beyond their- did. I pointed the soundboard at you so you could score yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me give this some considerable consideration. (laughs) Oh, shit. Is it explosive, Matthew Larkin? Yes. That was your conscience. Do it, Jackus. Just give it an explosive. That's that's like the the angel and the devil on your shoulders at the moment. Do it, Jackus. They're both saying do it, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to give you a fireworks display. Nice. Better than I thought. And I'll tell you for why. Ooh. Ooh. I was going to give you a single firework. Yep. But I am still impressed that you have not deferred to the lab. Thank you. To print your T-shirts. Am I getting extra credit <laughs> you are. for not deferring to the lab? You are. Beautiful. Well done, mate. Thank you, mate. Appreciate that. I guess I'll see you next week. Yes. I'll look forward to it. See you then. You've been listening to Here Make This. Don't forget you can find all our sketches and follow us on social media at Here Make This on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Also check our website to subscribe to the podcast, join the Ideas crew and see all the latest episodes and sketches at herematethis.com. We always appreciate listener comments, sketches and ideas that you guys have, so don't forget to hashtag Here Make This to keep us in the loop. Thank you, dear listeners, as always, for tuning in. I'm Matt Larkin. And I'm Andrew Jackman. And until the next episode, see you later.
Thanks. All ideas presented here are copyright here. Make this.